Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this episode in this very moment for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is going to be insightful and impactful for your personal journey. So this week, I am celebrating my 22nd wedding anniversary. And as I reflect upon what this time means to me, I thought it would make for a great podcast episode. Every year is full of milestone dates and anniversaries that have different meanings to each of us. It might be the anniversary of the day you met your partner. Maybe it's the day you got married or the day that you lost a loved one. Maybe the day you moved into a new home. So I have this journal that I keep by my bedside and it has space to write two to three sentences about what happened on a given day, and each page has space for five years. I'm on my third journal, and I love to look back and see what was happening in my life on the same day in previous years. So if you follow me on social, you might notice that I often talk about what I was doing one year prior. And I do this because as I look at my journal each night, I I look back and I think, oh, wow, one year ago, I was doing this. I'll tell my husband, oh, two years ago today, we did this thing. Do you remember when when this thing happened? That was three years ago tomorrow. I love to look back and reflect on how different I am and also to recognize just how much can change in a short period of time. I also love to recognize and appreciate just how quickly time passes and to remember to be in the present moment as much as possible. So I find that for some people, looking at milestone dates and anniversaries can be very powerful and it can feel really expansive. But for others, it's much more challenging. They see this, they look at these milestone dates and anniversaries and have a much harder time. So what's the difference between these two people? Is there a secret on how to approach these dates in a way that feels good and expansive versus looking at them from a place of sadness, frustration, or disappointment. 
the existence of the milestone, whatever it is, does not create your experience. So what does? It's your thinking. What are you thinking about when you reflect on this day? What are you making it mean? So I want you to think about this for yourself. As I am describing this concept and talking about milestone dates and anniversaries, you likely have an upcoming milestone that has come to mind for you. So what is it? Just think about this to yourself. What is it? What is coming up for me? What am I thinking about it? What am I thinking about this date? Specifically, I want you to ask yourself, what am I thinking about myself and my ability to navigate this day? So let's say it's a wedding anniversary. You could be thinking, as I am, I love my partner. I am so proud of the relationship that we've built. We've had so many amazing anniversary celebrations, and I can't wait to create more incredible memories together. So that feels great, right? Feels open, it feels expansive. But you could also be thinking, I don't want to go out to celebrate. I can't believe how much weight I've gained since we first got together. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want to take my clothes off in front of anyone. Or maybe you're thinking, our relationship, it just isn't what it used to be. Or I wish things were different. Or let's say your upcoming milestone, let's say it's a graduation or maybe a a wedding. Let's say your child is getting married in six weeks. You could be thinking, I'm so glad my child has found a partner that they love. You could be thinking, I want to show up in a way that fully supports my child and myself. Or maybe love is the most important part of any wedding. Love for my child and love for myself as their parent. All of that feels open, feels expansive. But you could also be thinking, I need to lose weight before the wedding. I don't want to go and buy a dress. I don't want to be in any of the photos. I can't be happy at the wedding in this body. Now, all of that kind of feels like a place of frustration, disappointment, lack. So how would the way that you are thinking reflect the way that you show up on the date of that event? And not only on the date, but also every single day leading up to it. The way that you're thinking about it, the way that you're thinking about yourself in relation to this milestone event or date is going to create your experience. Now, here is my best advice for you. Whenever you are reflecting upon the past or the future, choose to do it from a place of love and enoughness. Okay, what is enoughness? Here's what I mean when I talk about enoughness. You are good enough just as you are. 
Your body is good enough. What you did today is good enough. Your relationships are good enough. Could all of it be better? Sure, yes. But not from a place of insufficiency. What I see, I love to look at things as they could be better from a place that nothing needs to change in order for you to be okay and for you to fully experience the love that is available within you at any time. So I want you to think about this. Most of our pain and suffering comes from a place of insufficiency. It's not good enough. I'm not good enough. I haven't lost enough weight. Everything needs to be better. When you're in this place, you are coming from a place of lack. And from a place of lack, your brain is just going to find more lack. So I want you to think about this in the way of, um, I talked about in episode number five, I talked about restriction, removing restriction. There are two different types of restriction that I, re- that I cover in that episode. There's physical restriction, but there's also mental restriction. Mental restriction comes from this place of, place of lack. It comes from this place of, I'm not going to get enough. There isn't enough. We have this whole idea, this whole concept of not enough. So if you want a a primer, or if you haven't listened to episode number five on removing restrictions, this literally is the number two reason why people binge, why people feel out of control with food. And this doesn't just show up with food. It shows up in all areas of your life. So how do we get away from the not enough thinking? This not enough thinking creates the feeling of lack. The way that we do this is by shifting into a place of sufficiency. So I want you to ask this, ask yourself this question. What would it look like if you decided that you really are okay just as you are? That is sufficiency. I'm okay just as I am. Now, a lot of people don't want to consider this as a possibility because they think if they decide everything is sufficient, then they won't want to improve anything and they will just, quote unquote, let themselves go. I don't agree with this. From a place of sufficiency, you can actually ask yourself the question, what else is possible? What else would I love? What would be even better? This is actually how my husband and I approach our marriage. It is absolutely sufficient, but we are constantly looking for ways to it, for it to be stronger and better. We have a commitment to growth and love, and we have a fundamental belief that we have a strong marriage. 
we know that we always have the other's best interests in mind, but we also know we're human and we aren't always going to do it perfectly and that's okay. When we show up in ways that don't feel good, we talk about it and we use them as opportunities for growth and improvement so we can be even better than we are today. We don't use those situations as reasons to look for what isn't working. We believe that our marriage is always working. It's always growing. It is always getting stronger. Now remember, the brain will always go to work to find evidence for what it believes to be true. We believe we have a strong marriage. We believe our marriage is getting better all the time. So our brain is always looking for this evidence. So for you, think about this milestone date that is coming to your mind. If you notice that you are thinking about it from a place of insufficiency or lack, what might it look like to see it with sufficiency and enoughness? Now, as you look at this for yourself, I want you to notice, am I judging myself? Am I thinking, oh, I'm doing this wrong? I'm looking at this in a wrong way. It's bad. The way I'm doing this is bad. Remember, shame and judgment is never going to get us anywhere. We always want to shift to curiosity. Huh, wow, okay. Actually, yes, I can see. I can see that insufficiency, that lack in the way that I'm thinking about it. I can get curious. I can open up to the idea of what it might look like to see this upcoming date with sufficiency and enoughness. So there's this great book on this topic. It's called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. And the premise of the book is when you look at your progress or where you are, you only want to do it from a place of looking at how far you have come. So most people, they end up looking at the gap, the gap that exists between where they are today and where they want to be in the future. But what Dan Sullivan talks about in this book is reflecting on the gain, the gain that reflects how far you have come. You can look back and see how far you have come. When you're in the gap, you are in lack and insufficiency. You're focusing on how far you have left to go. But when you're in the gain, you are seeing sufficiency and enoughness. You can actually see your progress. You can know that if you keep making progress, you will get to where you want to be ultimately. You can stay in the sufficiency and the enoughness, knowing that you are on the right track. Now, you will know if you are in lack and insufficiency based on how it feels. You will feel insufficient, maybe hopeless. When you are in the gain, you will feel abundant. You will be hopeful and your brain will continue to look for ways that things can keep improving in the future. The existence of the milestone event does not create your experience. 
how you choose to think about it will. So let's say the anniversary of the death of a loved one is looming. If you are in lack, you might be thinking about how hard it is to be without this person, how they should still be here, and how you don't know how to deal with life without them. If you're in sufficiency, of course you will still be sad. You will feel the loss and the grief. But you will reflect more on how much you loved them. You might recall your favorite memories and how grateful you are for the times you shared together and for the impact you had on each other. You will recognize this journey is a part of your growth. You will seek out ways to get the support that you need to navigate it. Sometimes our emotions feel really big. They feel like they might sweep us away. But when you get really curious, you can uncover the thinking that is creating your experience. And this is such great news because once you uncover the thinking, then you can decide how you want to think about yourself and this date or this event. Okay, so as we're talking about this, you might be wondering, so how might this impact my eating? I'm here to tell you, it will likely impact your eating a great deal. If you are approaching this milestone date from a place of insufficiency and lack, your eating will likely reflect this. Whether you're thinking about this yourself from a place of disempowerment, frustration, or disappointment, you are far more likely to act that way in everything that you do, particularly eating if this is a long-standing pattern for you. Remember, a lot of binge eating and feeling out of control around food stems from a place of restriction, either physical or mental. So any type of thinking that creates that feeling of insufficiency is also likely to create insufficient thinking around food, which just might set you up for the type of eating patterns that you are trying to shift, the eating patterns that don't serve your long-term best interests. When you think it's not enough, the brain can often respond in ways that are too much to counter this thinking. And I talk about this pendulum type of response In that episode number five on restriction, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Think about how this might be showing up for you in all areas of life, not just your food. The thoughts that create our eating behaviors do not only show up around food. They show up in all areas of life. This is the beauty of this work. You might approach it initially thinking it's all about the food. But as you get really aware of the reasons you are in these patterns, you see that it impacts all areas of your life. I love working with people who begin to see changes in all aspects of life as they begin to shift who they are being as an eater. Okay, here's one last place. I see this insufficient thinking show up as it relates to milestone events reflecting back on the past. Have you ever looked at an old photo of yourself and thought, man, I thought I was overweight then, and now I would love to be at that size? I hear this a lot. Whether you're looking at a picture of yourself from when you were eight 
18, 38, 48, it does not matter. So if this is you, no, number one, this is very normal. And this is proof it's not the size of your body that creates your experience. You can clearly see in retrospect, as you look at that picture, your size was not the problem. It was the way you were thinking about yourself in that moment when you looked at yourself. Again, this is great news. It means you always have the ability to shift what you are thinking about yourself. It is truly never about the size of your body. It's always about what you're thinking about your body in the moment. Ask yourself, am I looking at myself from a place of sufficiency or insufficiency? What would it look like if I placed, if I shifted to a place of sufficiency? Is there a small shift I can make in this moment that would feel a bit better than thinking I'm not good enough or that my body isn't good enough? With regard to this milestone event, your experience of it will be created by your mind, not by the date, the circumstance, the size of your body, or what you are wearing. This day is going to come and go no matter what. So how do you want to create your experience? Imagine it from a place of sufficiency. Sufficiency in yourself and in your capability to make the most of the day, no matter what the milestone is. So for me and my anniversary, I plan to put my brain to work on all of the ways my marriage is incredible. I want to remember the day we met the day we got engaged, our wedding, and all of the people who shared that day with us, our very first anniversary, and all of the ones we have shared since then. I want to reflect on how much we have grown as individuals and as a couple. I want to be filled with love, gratitude, anticipation, and excitement for all of the years and memories we have in front of us. Now, your milestone date might be filled with other memories and other emotions that feel more appropriate for the occasion, particularly if it's the anniversary of the loss of a loved one. But you can still approach it from sufficiency in your ability to handle it and what you choose to reflect upon. Your brain always creates your experience. Use it to your advantage. Decide ahead of time how you want to feel and be intentional to create an experience from a place of sufficiency and enoughness. And get curious. When you are coming from that place of sufficiency and enoughness, how do your eating patterns change? Do they reflect what you're thinking about? It's all tied together. I hope this was helpful for you as you approach any key milestone date or anniversary. Return to this episode as often as you need. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. You can find the show notes and any resources mentioned at bingebreakthrough.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to have future episodes delivered to you each Wednesday. And remember, your five-star rating and review will help others discover these life-changing concepts. See you next week.